Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks. We are in our Ramadan series, guys. I am very excited that we're still here. We're still in Ramadan. We still have that chance to make our life better. A lot of us made a lot of niyyah before Ramadan to be a better person before the end of Ramadan. And I know some of us were gotten to a slump. People reached out to me. You got that mid-Ramadan slump. You're not really um, where you wanted to be by this point in time. And you're feeling kind of like a little bit hopeless that you're not going to get to accomplish what you need to accomplish. That is so not true, guys. We have plenty of time still left. Do not talk yourself negatively down in that way. Let's bring it back up. Let's keep it positive, And let's put ourselves back on track and that's what this series is about it's called taking back our life because part of taking back our life is gaining a grip on ourselves and our emotions as females it's hard as males it's hard see not getting a grip on emotion is a human thing it's an inability of most humans and it's something totally normal to to get out of control but it's not okay Matter of fact, it's harmful to our life and it kind of is going to go against everything we're trying to do for ourselves. Many of us, we have huge aspirations and goals and we're just getting in our own way. And that's what this podcast is about. If you haven't already checked it out, go back to podcast back to the beginning where I explain a little bit more about um, this podcast. And then we go into the science of what's actually happening inside of our body when we are going um, through strong emotions. And what this podcast is going to do, it's kind of flip between modern science and Islam and talk about how the two together can help us to um, understand ourselves first of all and why we can and can't do certain things and then kind of how we can create solutions for these problems that we might have inside of us and how we can really get our lives into um, a better place how we can start to reach that calm that peace that happiness that we're all kind of going for and shalta'ala may Allah make it easy for all of us Okay, so if you don't already know, guys, too, we are on the web at www.mindful-muslima.com. We are also on YouTube. We have a new channel that's uh, there. We post every three to four days. I'm about to put a new one up in Chalthaila. We are also um, here posting in this podcast every one to two days. And let me just say, guys, please, I have an apology. Don't be mad that I cannot post the same time every one to two days. I'm trying so hard. I'm definitely staying within the one to two day marker, but I can't always post the same time i am a mom with five children so just keeping it real at the end of the day i do have to give other people that people their rights which is the fault before like the sunnah of me trying to do good things for the sake of allah i'm a really big believer that us women we have to do things that we love and we're passionate about but never at the expense of the rights of others that we are in care of which is children children have rights they have rights over adults too so we have to make sure that we love our children and we take care of them and we take care of our spouses and they take care of us and all this good stuff before we go into the other things in our life otherwise we're gonna have some voids so please forgive me guys I do have to sometimes um, take care of them and make sure that everybody has what they need so I can't always post the same time but I will keep uh, being consistent and shout that the other thing is that we are also on Instagram yes I do have voice messages for you but we also have Instagram a lot of you have been DMing me Thank you so much with your beautiful content suggestions and questions and all sorts of things. I've already gotten on to many of them. That's why we're having these podcasts, um, thanks to you. But there are more to come that many women have suggested. And I would love to also, with their permission, give them some shout outs on here in the future. Inshallah, for your suggestions on Instagram and here with your voice messages. So thank you so much. 
Um, lastly, we are also on Facebook and Twitter. I'm a little bit lighter in those areas. I don't go as much, but mostly you'll find me on Instagram if you want to reach me um, the quickest other than here with the voice messages. Okay, guys, so jumping right into the content. What is the Islamic perspective of why we get angry and why we cannot control our emotions? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to the best of people in the Quran as the ones who suppress anger. If you're going to go to Surah Al-Amran 133, 134, he explains that it's the people who repress anger, who pardon men and verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves al-muhsinun which is the good which are the good doers um, again he talks in other places about people that trust their lord that will enter paradise and again all of them are people that he said will uh, avoid the greater sins and goes on in the ayat to refer to people that when they're angry they forgive we're going to hear this over and over and over in the quran putting this emphasis on the need to forgive the need to repress and suppress anger now, I'm not going to go heavy on ayats and lectures and things, guys. That's not my perspective. If you want a, a scholar, you can go listen to tons of scholars during Ramadan that have really great content. What my job here is, is to take these little gems and to say, how can we put them into our lives as females, as Muslimah, as Muslim females, and how can we make our lives better as, as women in general? Let's say even for some non-Muslim listeners that are on this podcast, what can we do to take this information and just take our life to the next level and and make our lives a bit more um positive and and happier so what i want to say is in the quran i just want to make a like big clarity here about what allah says and doesn't say about the suppression of emotions so it's one thing to have in an emotion it's another thing to suppress it to the point that's an unhealthy state like we're not we're not called in islam to take our emotions and suppress them and bottle them up and don't deal with them and pretend they don't exist that's not what i'm saying that's not what the quran is saying so be just just be totally clear with that it is okay in islam to be angry it's actually okay. It's totally fine. It's a totally normal emotion to have these, these stress, anger, things like that. But what is not okay is to act on them. See, there's a big difference, right? To have an emotion versus to act out on them and to harm other people. In other words, say harmful things, do harmful things in a fit of anger. And that's because, you know, to be honest, guys, it's to our own benefit, right because if if we if we can calm ourselves down and not be angry then we'll be free to express ourselves in a more educated manner right in a less animalistic um like science says that reptilian lower brain we don't want we don't want to work with that one that one's not going to get us anywhere we want to do it with the higher level brain and that's the same thing islam says subhanallah right and so i just want to refer you to one thing in the quran uh, the, the quran uses many words for anger but there's two words in particular from now on whenever you get angry. I want you to think, which category am I falling into? So just listen to these two words. The first one is غَيْف, which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the one who is able to um, conceal their anger and keep it with inside of them like in a contained manner. And the imagery that I'm going to give you is that of a boiling pot of water, right? The pot is on the fire. It's bubbling and boiling away, but it's covered. From the outside, you look at the pot. It just looks like a normal stable pot nothing special but if you were to lift open the lid and then the steam and the boiling bubbling would waft out you would see there's just some churning and turning going on inside of the water inside of that pot and that's basically um the one who is controlling their anger it's inside of them but on the outside it's not bursting out 
you know, and it's visible. It's not visible. The second one is ghadab, which is where the anger is leaking out. So for example, if I if I took off that cover and then the water was like splashing out and burning people, or you want to think of a volcano that's erupting, that is not controlling anger. And think about those things. When those hot liquids come out, they could hurt others. They could put people into harm's way. They can ruin entire villages. They, you know, think about like a volcano, right? Can rule entire villages and lives. And that's kind of what unleashed anger does as well. It's kind of a metaphor for that. Um, in terms of outside of the Quran, in the Hadith, in the Sunnah, in the words of the Prophet, peace be upon him, Abu, Abu Huraira, um, radiallahu anhu, he mentions that the Prophet, peace be upon him, one time like this guy, he approached him and he asked him for like the ultimate advice, right? And basically back and forth, I'm going to paraphrase for, for time's sake, guys. Um, he basically said, for, give me like the best advice. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, don't be angry. And he he asked again because he's like, it couldn't be that simple, right? He asked again and the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, don't be angry. And he asked again, don't be angry again, don't be So subhanAllah, this thing is, seems so simple, but it's actually extremely powerful because not getting a grip on this anger can boil over into all other areas of our life work, home, school, friendships, family, relationship, so many things, right? Um, another time, the prophet, peace be upon him, he was passing by a woman and she was really upset. She was going through mourning, you know, like think about death and things like that. And he's asking her basically how she is. And she didn't recognize him as the prophet. She just lashed out at him. She was just like, you know, oh, how could I feel good in this time? Again, paraphrasing these for the sense of time. And, and he didn't, get upset with her he didn't like go all egotistical on her he didn't go do you know who I am how do you speak to me like that I'm the prophet and you know who I am no he didn't guys he was very calm he was very very serious and he just said patience is in the time of calamity again what science tells us right subhanallah that in that moment of anger and rage we have to get a grip right we have to do it right then and there um because it's really important. If we don't, it can boil over. And that's exactly what he's saying. Think about it. Um, like if it's in the time of calamity, it's not after. So it's not after I've gone off, off on a handle. It's not after I stuck for a life, cussed a whole bunch of people out. And then later was like, oh, let me reflect probably shouldn't have done that let me have patience now oh astaghfirullah alhamdulillah no, no that's not that's not that's not the good person here guys the good person is if you and i in that moment that that person cusses us in that moment that that person cuts us off on the freeway in the moment that that person starts like demeaning us and saying all kinds of things that we know we don't deserve that we don't lash back that we resist we withhold we are like the life we are like that pot and we just hold it a minute we gather our thoughts quietly, and then when we're not angry, we respond in a logical, educated manner. And that's, the, that's where we want to be. So the last thing I'll say is that the Prophet, peace be upon him, he once said to his companions, um, whom among you do you consider to be the strong man? And they replied, the one who could defeat so-and-so in a wrestling contest. In other words, who could show a feat of strength. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, that is not so. It is the one who can control himself when he's angry. So again, we see that message in Islam that the one who is strong, inner strength is better than physical strength. Just like many other religions, they have this similar message, right? And so subhanAllah, um, 
being a stronger person is the person you can withhold, not the person who can lash out. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, and other prophets in the Quran were really great models for us of how to handle anger. The Prophet, Jesus, Isa, peace be upon him, Moses or Musa, they all had beautiful, beautiful examples of strength. And I'll just go back to the Prophet, peace be upon him here. For example, in the Battle of Uhud, um, he at one point had advised his people like something specific to you know not to do, and he'd given them an order. And they decided to disobey his order and just do whatever they want. Now, the repercussions for that was that the Prophet, peace be upon him, was severely injured and almost killed. So imagine if, like, you end up, like, going against your parents and then you almost, like, get your parent killed. Or same thing with your boss or somebody else, like a spouse, somebody who you love dearly, but you decided to just do your own thing that day. And it was not the best choice because they had some greater wisdom that you couldn't see at the time. And, you know, the response of the Prophet, peace be upon him, he could have easily like screamed at them all and been like oh my god look what you did you see that no guys he had this beautiful patience and he just advised them that next time he gives an order for them to please follow it he did not have to go in on them guys they saw the blood coming from his body they knew that what they did was not the best of choices and it was clear and the truth is guys when you speak to someone in a straight steady manner with controlled emotion they're much more likely to listen to you Think about people who we love that we just got so mad at. We just said all manner of things and they really couldn't hear our message because it was so clouded by our anger and in our emotion. And so it's something that it's actually not even conducive to fixing problems, anger, right? And so there's there's so many other examples for the sake of time. I'm not going to go into them. But I just want to say that, that the, the Quran is very, very much in step with what modern science is saying. And this is 1400 years ago between many of these discoveries. And so subhanAllah, what we want to understand is that there is... Is this this wisdom there must be this divine wisdom and also um, very logical scientific wisdom in this way which we should be approaching anger and so um, the last thing I want to touch on in this podcast is basically where this anger stems from inside of us from an Islamic perspective like why do we have this anger and why are we unable to control it and I think that's really important before we can get to the steps of fixing ourselves is to understand like why are we in that state and where is it coming from so science we got like what's happening in the brain and we understood that and in, in the whole physiology of it but I want to get into the Islamic perspective and the Islamic perspective is is the understanding that basically first of all anger blinds us it makes us impulsive exactly like what science says it makes you very impulsive it makes us think from a primitive animalistic level just like with the, the science says like i said of the reptilian lower brain we're not using our best logical self and think about it guys anger is something that even murderers are fueled by right people like completely kill people they have this anger and rage inside of them so it's not necessarily a positive thing it's not something that is very good for our life and going to get us anywhere it's something that's dangerous and harmful it's very blinding because um a very good person can end up doing something very harmful and bad just because of that one emotion. Same thing kind of like love. Love is a little bit blinding, right guys? Some of us have been in love. When you're in love with somebody, you cannot see the bad in them. Just like when you're in a rage of anger, you cannot see the good in that person. That could be your spouse. You love them. You've had wonderful times with them. It could be your parent. You've loved them. You have a great like life with them or a friend or whatever. In that moment of anger, you cannot remember anything good they've ever done for you. You're just so mad, right? You're ready to like cut the relationship completely. Many of us could be experiencing some of that right now. But the truth is that anger is is blinding. And it's not allowing us to think logically. It's not allowing us to respond logically, which is why we need to control it. And um, at the end of the day, 
Anger has a history of just not really helping anyone. Think about war. Think about resolutions. How many resolutions have come out of anger? Not many that I know of. How many beautiful relationships have come out of fits of anger? Not many that I know of, right? What do they come out of instead? What makes them beautiful and better and what, what heals? It's love. It's compassion. It's empathy, right? So where do we expect to get if we do not contain this anger? Nothing positive here we've mentioned, right, guys? <laughs> There's not so many positive attributions for anger in the Quran, in science. So now that we get that this is something that really is not good enough for our life, why do we have it then? Like, where is it coming from? Because before I can get to the healing, I have to kind of understand why that's there inside of me. So science tells us what's all the triggers and the, the rush of hormones that are happening, and that makes sense. From the Islamic perspective, I just want to end with what is Islam saying? So Islam basically does reference, um, I know you guys have read probably before, it references shaitan. It references Satan in terms of um, him getting a grip on us and not allowing us to think in a more godly way, right? So that is true. But what's the deeper problem from the Islamic perspective is that that couldn't even happen if there wasn't something else, if there was an issue with something else, which is the thing that we probably all more so need to focus on other than just saying, may Allah protect us from these harmful things with Satan, right? It's also more of a problem with the lack of trust, the lack of trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his qadr. It's the truth, guys, because when things happen to us, we get angry. We get upset. We start reacting like, why do I have to go through this? Why is Allah doing this to me? And this is something I mentioned in my other podcast, you know, about like this whole questioning of why. And the truth is sometimes it gets to the point where people are so upset that they just, they say, oh, I don't need this religion even. I don't even need this Islam. It's just too much. Like, why do I have to go through this? It's just causing me problems. Astaghfirullah. And that's not true. That's not the problem. Problem is not that. The problem is we can't see the light. We can't see the unseen. We can't see the next step. Like the other previous podcast, we can't pull back and see the whole picture. We can only see what's right in front of us. So we're reacting to what we can physically see, not to what's going to happen five days from now, five years from now, 50 years from We have no idea where this is going. We can only see the immediate circumstance, right? And so at the end of the day, some of these people get so fed up, they just stop praying. They stop making da'a. They stop talking to Allah. Because they have so much stress and frustration in their life. They're like, I don't got time for that. Right? But that's not, that's not it. Some people even go even further to the point where they just start sinning and doing things to the point where they're like, only Muslim in name. And now you'd think that got them somewhere. You'd think, you know what? They let go of all that stuff that was quote unquote holding them back. And they thought they were going to get into a better place. But guess what, guys? More than, than often not, they're, they're just not. They're in a worse place because now they're isolated. Now they're alone. Now they're upset. They're depressed. They've sinned. They're, they're feeling super guilty and they have all these other negative feelings. And now their life is in such a worse state than before. And um, at the end of the day, it's just hasn't done anything. And they're spiraling out of control. This is where people get depressed. This is where people get suicidal. This is where it gets ugly. Okay, so what I'm trying to say is that these emotions are really important. They're understandable, but they can't get acted out upon. And how can we fix that? That's what we're going to get into in the next upcoming podcast. Um, before we do, I just want to leave you a beautiful um, piece of advice from Hassan, uh, Hassan al-Basri. And he said, do not resent the calamities that come and the disasters that occur. For perhaps in something you dislike will be your salvation. And perhaps in something you prefer will be your doom.
And I think it's really important that we can just understand that there's things that Allah has. He has better things planned for us. We have a house here, but he has a better house. We have clothes, but he's going to give us better clothes. Company, he has better company. There's so many things. If we would just trust him, that we could have better. But we have to redevelop that sense of trust. And one thing that I do is you have to make sure that we keep talking to Allah, guys. It is Ramadan. Get into sujood in the tarawih, in the deep night, call out to Allah, talk to Allah, explain to him that you're having this problem with, you know, and just pour out your heart of whatever it is. Starting the conversation is the first step. If you don't talk to Allah, you're not going to solve a lot of things because only he is the turner of hearts. He's the one that could fix the heart of that spouse that you're fighting with. He's the one who could fix the heart of that relative that is giving you a really hard time. Many of our words, sometimes they feel like they're bouncing off a wall. Like we're not getting anywhere with these people. We have these relationship issues. We don't know where to go with them. Allah made that human being. Being that you're upset with. Allah made you. He knows your hearts. He knows your inner feelings of your chest. He knows how to deal with you guys. He knows how to deal with all of us. But we have to sometimes go to him to get to that person. If we keep avoiding him, we're not solving the problem. So one thing I would say is before we get into the next podcast, we start to talk about some really um, concrete, realistic solutions that we could start to do. I will say, make sure you have that open line of communication with Allah. And we use these nights in Ramadan to expand upon those conversations with Allah and call out to him if we have not done so before. And may Allah make it easy for us to do so. May Allah make it easy for us to snap out of these horrible habits we have and to be a better person within Ramadan and continuing after Ramadan. And the next podcast, we'll be discussing what could happen if we don't change and kind of what are some keys and concerns and ways that we can then after that come up with solutions from a scientific perspective, from a, like a modern day perspective uh, and a, an Islamic perspective and how we can start to make that change. So now we're going to shift, now that we understand what's happening from in our body, we understand from an Islamic perspective, we're going to kind of shift into um, what does this mean in our life every day and then some some solutions, like I said, and how we can start to create some real change in our life and get some really positive um things happening in in ways we haven't before. And this type of information, guys, I'm telling you, it has been pivotal in the way that I've been able to handle my life. I do so many things. I have so many things going on. I have so many relationships, so many things I'm responsible for. If we don't get these things down, we're just not going to get to a better place. And I pray that Allah helps us, all of us, to get to that better place. We have 10 days, 11 days left, guys. Let's use that time. Don't waste it. Don't get caught up on silly stuff. May Allah make it easy for us all. I can't wait to talk to you in the next podcast. Jazakum. Allahu khairan. Assalamu alaikum.